Welcome to the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show. And it's a very special edition this week because our regular wildlife feature includes an exclusive interview with a load of gannets. <laughs> Not yet, gannets. Back to the dressing room for now, please. Motoring enthusiasts are also in for a treat tonight as we've a previously unheard excerpt of the M1 in action. Just a brief preview there. We don't want to give too much away. And of course, there's our weekly look at molten lava in Molten Lava Weekly. More lava later. Plus, everything you've ever wanted to know about your next-door neighbours, who are here in the studio ready to take your questions. Hello there, next-door neighbours. Hello, John! Back to the dressing room for the time being, neighbours. OK, John! I should point out that due to planning problems, today's dressing room is unfortunately situated over 10 miles away, but at least it'll keep your neighbours fit. Also tonight, we'll be interviewing my own 90-year-old neighbour, Bob Burgons, who has made an 80-foot-high statue of a goat. Come on in, Bob. (laughs) Nice to have you and your goat with us today, Bob. And I'll be talking to Bob later in the show. For now, though, Bob, could you comply with our health and safety regulations and wheel the statue back to the dressing room until we call you again, please? (laughs) Narden, let's meet and greet this week's cast. First, one of the greatest actresses ever to come out of the basement flat at 29 Cromwell Road, Lewisham, three times winner of the Golden Cube Award for her services to Golden Cubes, writer, farmer, cryptic crossword attempter, lamppost constructor, compost heap assembler to the stars... Hello! I haven't finished your introduction yet. Well, could you give me some sort of signal to tell me when to come in? Yes, yes, fine. I'll give you a signal. Honestly, Mariah Carey wasn't this much trouble when we had her on the show. Gymnast, sculptor, beetroot examiner and partially qualified wheelwright, Miss Anna Emerson. Hello! Splendid choice of greeting there, Anna. Well done. But we don't need you just yet, so if you'd repair to the dressing room, please, we'll let you know when we're ready for you. What? I'm not trudging back ten miles to share a room with a load of gannets and an 80-foot statue of a goat. It brings back unpleasant memories of an appearance I once made on Farming Today. Well, what do you want to do, then? I wouldn't mind telling you about my new film, actually. Why don't you, for heaven's sake? Right. Well, I play the part of a coat shop assistant. I say coat shop assistant. She's very much someone that works in a coat shop, as opposed to someone who works in a coat shop. A marked difference there. Marked down 10% in the sales, yes. Mm. And she has a little song she sings to herself, which goes, uh, I work in a coat shop before working here. I worked in a different coat shop. This brings the amount of coat shops I've worked in up to about two. 
That song came entirely out of improvisation. I would never have guessed. Tell me, did you get to work with many coats? About 45 in all, John, and they're all very pleasant, except for a woollen one that was really itchy. As riveting as this particular character sounds, Anna, do you fear becoming typecast, given the nature of some of your other recent film roles? No, I don't think so. I mean, in Carry On Coats, I played a coat shop manager. And before that, in Up the Coat Shop, I played a coat shop owner. But they were both very different parts. And I'm playing a hat shop assistant in my next film, Hats Entertainment, which is even more different in terms of differentiation. Did that role require a lot of research? Well... I've taken the experience gained from all my other films and completely forgotten it. I see. And is there anything else you've completely forgotten about? Far too much, John. Far too much. Well, it's nice to have you on the show, Anna, despite what everyone says. What? Our other cast member tonight is currently appearing in There's a Lot of Fish Around Here at the Penguin Enclosure in London Zoo. He's the actor, phosphate specialist and occasional stamp collector, Reg Chimpolomew. Exactly how many stamps do you have, Reg? Just the one. My goodness me, that is quite an occasional hobby, isn't it? I don't have a lot of time for hobbies, owing to my interest in rice. Yes, I believe you've written several books on the subject. Indeed, the most famous being my definitive historical work of rice and men. I must remember not to read that. Is there anybody going to listen to my story? Go! And that brings us neatly to the second episode of our almost popular children's serial... The Adventures of Basil the Cylinder. Let us take you far away to the land of wherever it's supposed to be, home of Basil the Cylinder, who sings his happy little song everywhere he goes. I am Basil the Cylinder, I do things all day long, and everywhere I go I sing a happy little song, but I can't remember it at the moment. Wherever Basil went, his best friend, Donald Dodecahedron, went too. Except for today, as it was his day off. But don't worry, because he bumped into his old friend, Harold the Hexagon. Hello, Basil. How are you today? Very cylindrical, thank you. Where are you off to, Harold? I'm going to the Burgon Dispenser Repair Shop, as I'm having trouble with my Burgon Dispenser. Oh dear, has it come away? Yes, and the auxiliary power has completely drained. Well, if anyone can repair your Burgon Dispenser, it's the Burgon Dispenser Repair Shop. Where is it? It's just over the fields. Then let's go there together. And go there together they did, despite the poor syntax. But as Basil and Harold walked over the fields that had just been mentioned, they came across a rather peculiar-looking thing. What a rather peculiar-looking thing, said Basil, repeating almost exactly what I had just said, thus further emphasising the writer's obvious limitations. Can you stop putting your own bits in there, Anna? Stick to the script, please. I was only trying to make it more better. That bit was particularly badly written. Carry on, saying things like that and I'll stop the story altogether. Oh, soz, John, soz. Soz? I would so not say something like that. To think I turned down Chekhov for this. Never mind about your audition for Star Trek. Get on with the story. Okay, K. Why did you say the last line like that? It's written that way in the script. Look. 
Oh yes, so it is. When I was typing it out, the k k k k k k key must have got stuck. k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k It's done it again there as well. You obviously need a new k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k keyboard. Well, just carry on for the time being. g g g g g g g g g g g g g Oh, not the G as well. Anyway, over the field skipped Basil and Harold until they came across the rather peculiar-looking thing I previously mentioned. Good heavens! What on earth is that rather peculiar-looking thing she previously mentioned? It looks like a tree wearing a wig. Hello, my name's Treewig. The writer must have spent ages coming up with that name. I'm warning you. Hello, Treewig. Where are you two going? Harold and I are going to the Burgon dispenser shop. Would you like to come along? I'd love to, but being an inanimate object, I can't move. But I'm a cylinder, and Harold's a hexagon, and we can move. So why can't you? I don't know. It does all seem rather inconsistent, but again, that generally reflects the poor quality of the writing. Right, that's it. Stop the story. Stop it. Forget the whole damn thing and go to commercials. It's new, it's improved, it cooks, it cleans, it's got a door in it. Sometimes it goes... And sometimes it doesn't. It's portable, it's inflatable, it's waterproof, rustproof and cute-proof. It's green, it's oblong, it's involved in local politics. It's spotlessly clean, yet covered in garbage. It's bigger than you might think, yet smaller than your mother's father. From some angles it looks different, from others the same. It's brisk, stainless, easy to wear, and more powerful than you could possibly imagine. In a tin or at the bottom of a local pond. Wherever you put it, it's always there. It's shiny, silly and super strange, yet small and smooth. Stand it on one leg and it'll entertain the whole family, except your grandmother for some reason. The brand new KTEL Incredible Thing. Buy one today. Damn, I've broken it. At Twigs Unlimited, we can take care of all your twig-related needs. Our twigs can be sent to you in batches or individually wrapped, all for the price of an ordinary jumbo jet. Here's what one customer said about Twigs Unlimited. And here's what someone more coherent said. Hello, I'm someone more coherent and a full-time gardener, so you can imagine how busy I am. When I discovered that a squirrel had made off with my twig collection, I was very annoyed. But luckily, after only one phone call and seven months' correspondence, Twigs Unlimited not only sent me some temporary twigs to tide me over, but also tracked down the squirrel and issued him with a court injunction, forcing him to hand my twigs back to me completely unharmed. Twigs Unlimited, because you're worth it. <laughs> I'm not. Well, not you, obviously. Welcome back to part infinity plus one of the John Dredge Nothing to Do with Anything show, where it's time to reveal the answers to last week's quiz, in which we asked you 87 questions about holdalls. I believe you've got the answers there, haven't you, Anna? No. You weren't given a sheet of paper with the answers on when you arrived? No, nothing. Well, what have you got? Nothing, apart from this bell. Well, I guess you'll just have to use that. What? So, question one was, how many holdalls are there in Scotland to the nearest 4.2? Anna. Uh, well, uh, the answer was, of course. Excellent. On to question two, then. This is ridiculous. What was the name of the man who invented the holdall? Anna. Thanks very much, Anna. I turned down Antigone at the National for this. And there's only 85 answers to go. 85 answers later. 
Well, now that's all the answers, so who's our winner? It's Mr. Brian Quagmires of Luton, and he's with us now. Brian, did you ever believe in your wildest dreams that you'd win our competition? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, why did you enter in the first place then? Well, um. Answering all 87 questions correctly was no mean feat. Oh, well, yeah, it, it took quite a bit of research, actually. Don't speak until you're spoken to. Well, congratulations, Brian, and here's your prize the hold all of a lifetime for you and your pet goat, Simon Jenkins. Oh, thank you. We, we've always wanted one. One of those. Don't answer back! Thanks, Anna. I think we can all see why you didn't get that presenting job on That's Concrete. And thanks to Brian, who is one of our long-standing listeners. We wish him well on his journey back to long-standing. Where exactly is that again, Brian? Well, it's just off the age. Oh, shut up! <laughs> and now it's time to look at some of your emails, isn't it, Anna? You're not looking at my emails! No, the emails the listeners have sent in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Silly me. You got the wrong end of the twig there, didn't you? <laughs> I'm afraid I did, John, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. I can see why you got that presenting job on That's Concrete at the second attempt. <laughs> our first email from in this week's Dear Dredge. It's from Brian Kugelschreibers of Nowhere Near You On Sea who writes... Dear John, last month I sent you £26 for your exclusive Nothing To Do With Anything show, Make It Yourself badge. When will it arrive? Well, Brian, I'm afraid we won't be sending you anything at all, as you have to make it yourself. This was made very clear in the Arabic version of last week's programme, of course. Here's an email from Mrs Brian Overdraft, who writes... Dear John, I have a very loud voice and my neighbours are complaining about the noise. What do you suggest? Well, Mrs Brian, if I were you, I would simply jump into the sea. Or, as you might put it, I would simply jump into the sea! And by sheer coincidence, John, we've an email here from the sea itself, which says... Any suggestions for the sea, John? Well, I can only suggest... Do let me know how you get on. On a more serious note, we've had an email from a woman in Basingstoke. I'm sorry to hear that. She writes, Dear John, I'm going through my second divorce at the moment and was wondering if you or any of your listeners might be able to help. I've spent countless hours wondering if there's something wrong with me and whether I will ever feel strong enough to have a relationship ever again. Please help. Well, divorce is a very difficult and highly emotional subject and can be incredibly complicated. It can literally take years to come to terms with a marital split. But nevertheless, you must keep reminding yourself that this is something that you will eventually be able to accept and there will come a day when you can... What the hell's that? Turn it off! Turn it off, will you? I'm terribly sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a trainee engineer in the studio today and I don't know what he thinks he's doing. What do you think you're doing? Well, don't. You can't get the staff these days. You really can't. This is Radio 4. And now, In Search of Stravinsky. Stravinsky, Stravinsky... Ah, here he is behind the sofa. 
diamond blast. <laughs> you have found me, the beauty. All right, it's your turn to hide now. Run along, and I shall start counting. <laughs> One, two, three, four. At the same time, next week on Radio 4, In Search of Debussy. Much more music. Four. And the end of this week's Nothing To Do With Anything show brings us to the end of this week's Nothing To Do With Anything show. Thanks to producer Richard Cray, crop rotation assistant Busily Palindrome, and 3D holographer Kales Farley. Thanks must also go to this week's very special guest, Emma Anderson. Anna Emerson. And Anna Emerson. Funny, their names are almost the same. And last, but by no means least, thanks to our trainee sound engineer for doing such a... Turn that off now. Turn it off. Turn the thing down. Can you just stop that? What are you... Turn it off. What do you think you're doing now? You're the sweetie, son. I'm not going to any dinner. Stop it. 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 Stop it.